Hey folks, welcome to the Jason Wright Show, Money Monday. Look, this is the episode dedicated to improving our finances, always in always. Part of our overall improvement has to be to be good stewards of our resources, and that's what Mondays are for on the Jason Wright Show. So with that in mind, let's go. So on this episode of the Jason Wright Show's Money Monday, I want to talk about this idea of delayed gratification. This can be one of the key components to building long-term wealth. However, it's often a lot easier said than done. And here's why. A lot of times whenever we have that desire, that want in the now, in the present, it's because this is our ancestral brain at work. You see, we actually have a greater dopamine release when we are wanting than we do when we actually get. This is the reason why Christmas Eve or early Christmas morning, right before you as a child walked in to see what Santa had brought you, was actually a greater dopamine release than three o'clock in the afternoon on actual Christmas Day after all the gifts had been received. There's actually been a study of gamblers that shows that their dopamine release is at its highest point just as they are about to place the bet and is even greater than if they win the bet. So whenever we find ourselves in the midst of battling to not make an impulse buy, it's because we are literally working against our ancestral brain. Now, this is actually for our survival. There was actually a study done not too long ago on mice. And what they did was they removed the portion of the brain that actually created dopamine. When they fed the mice their food, they enjoyed the food and they ate until they were satiated. But then they did something different. They didn't off, they didn't change anything at all except they didn't offer the food. Having removed the portion of the brain that creates dopamine, caused the mice to have no desire for the food. Ultimately, they starved to death as a result. So how do we manipulate this dopamine release so that it creates a good behavior versus a bad behavior? It actually reinforces delayed gratification. Well, one of the single greatest ways to do this is to set up what I call a cooling off account. So what you do is you set up another checking account that is connected to your main operating account. Wherever you pay your bills, link this account to that account. And what you do is this. If you ever find yourself about to make an impulse buy, let's say it's for $100, don't make the purchase right away. Instead, set a rule for yourself that you are going to have a cooling off period. Go into your checking account that you would normally pay for the item that you want, say it's some Instagram purchase, which that is where impulse, (laughs) that's where I think impulse purchases are now born. If you see this happen, new watch, new shirt, new jacket, new shoes, whatever it is, and you determine you want to make this purchase, instead of making the purchase right then and there, 
transfer, do a, do a transfer right now from this main checking account to the cooling off account. And then give yourself at least 24 hours before you will make the purchase. And if you decide that you want to make the purchase, it has to be made from the cooling off account. Now, here's what's going to happen. You're going to actually get a little bit of the dopamine release just by going through the act because it's going to feel like you've made the purchase. And then the desire to make the purchase will start to wane. Here's how our brain works. If I were to tell you right now that I am going to write a book, I'm going to write a novel, if this is something that I have been planning for months and months and months, and then I finally told you that I was going to do it, there would be a slight decrease in my dopamine and motivation to actually write the book because I would have felt the sensation a tiny bit of actually doing it, especially if you complimented me and you treated me as though I had already achieved and accomplished something great like writing a book. So it diffuses and it cools off that motivation. So in that case, the best thing you can do, if you have a big goal, something to that effect, you don't want to tell anyone until it's actually done because you will actually trick your brain into thinking you've gone through the process and you will decrease the actual motivation because you will have a dopamine spike as soon as someone gives you a positive response for what you haven't even done yet. It's the same way in this case. If you will actually go through the motions of making the purchase, but instead of making the purchase, instead you just transfer the money, you will feel a little bit of a rush. You will actually have a dopamine release because you've taken a step toward, but not completely to making the purchase. Then here's what happens. You increase your odds by going in 24 hours later and not making the purchase. Now, you leave the money there. Let's say you've cooled off and you've determined, I'm not going to make this purchase. And here's why this is important. Your emotions will not be as high as they were at the time that you saw the item. They have lowered. You still may make the purchase, but you will know it's at least a more thoughtful, non-impulsive decision. You see, when we make the purchase right away and we succumb to the impulse, this is like going to a grocery store hungry. We start to buy a bunch of nonsense that we normally wouldn't do, do, wouldn't purchase. That's why you should always eat before you go to the grocery store. You won't make those silly impulse purchases. It's the exact same thing. If you're full, you will make a more calculated and calm decision. So let's say that you don't make the purchase. You get a little bit of a dopamine release and then you decide you don't even want the thing. This happens again. Another impulse buy, another moment, it's ready to, you're, you're ready to pull the trigger, but instead of firing toward the actual product, you fire toward your cooling off account. And then all of a sudden you move the $50 this time into the account that you moved, say $100 last time, and you see the $150 and you think, which do I want? Do I want the $150 or do I want the thing? Now, all of a sudden, your mind is really starting to battle and it's starting to see this, the small, as small as it is, it's still starting to see the seeds of wealth starting to grow in real time. Done enough, this cooling off account 
can grow and grow and grow. And you're getting the dopamine hit each and every time. In fact, what it can actually do is become a reward for going through the process of not making the purchase because what you will see is the cooling off account grow. Then the where this really, really takes effect is on the really big ticket purchases. What if you decide that there's some item out there and this is something that I think is a really good magnet towards not spending during the cooling off period is if you decide that you want something really nice. Let's say that you want a pair of Golden Goose sneakers, like 450, 600 bucks, and you put that out as a goal. Then what you can decide is you can look at the account and it won't take many times of making the decision to not pull the trigger on the small impulse purchase to accumulate three or $400. Well, now you're $200 away from something much more significant. And then let's say you reach the $500. And you instead, you think to yourself, well, instead of purchasing the Golden Goose, maybe I'll even up the ante. Maybe I will set my sights on a Rolex Submariner, $10,000 on the gray market. And you start etching closer to that. And then all of the sudden now, every time you look at some silly dinky purchase and you move it into the cooling off account, you have to think to yourself, is this $50 purchase really worth postponing this really quality, larger purchase that I could make later on. And then guess what? Once the $10,000 accumulates, it is very hard to part with $10,000 when you see it sitting there. Because when you first started this account, you had $0 in it. The 50, the 100, the 200, these little bitty impulse purchases, you had never seen them accumulate in dollars. They just happened. You got the thing and then poof, it was gone. The whole transaction had taken place. But now what you've done is you start to, you start to pile and compound those impulse purchases into cash. And then when you get time or when you get to the time when you can actually afford the Rolex, the $10,000, I assure you, is going to be much harder to uh, to separate yourself from than the early one, two, and $300. It's like this. Whenever, if you are someone who believes in tithing, I once heard a pastor say, everyone says, I can't afford to tithe now. When I'm making more money, I will. Well, let me ask you a question. Which is it going to be harder to do? To tithe when you're making $50,000 a year, therefore giving $5,000 a year away or when you're making $500,000 a year and you're having to give $50,000 away. We think to ourselves, it's $500,000 I'm making, the $50,000 will be easier. Really? Will it though? Most likely not because here's the thing, our lifestyle will change with our income. So the $50,000 will be even harder than the original $5,000 was. It's the same principle. When you start to see the money accumulate, then you start to see that you did have the ability to build wealth. You have leveraged your mind and the dopamine to actually enjoy not making impulse purchases. Anytime we're trying to create new habits, we have to leverage our neurochemistry. If we just try to exercise pure willpower, 
we will fail almost each and every time. I also suggest that whenever you start to build this this war chest in the cooling off account, then you take 50 or $100 and you celebrate it, but make it an event. Here's what you do. Do not use the debit card that's connected to the cooling off account. Instead, go to the ATM and withdraw an actual cash amount, say $100. With this, with the $100, you're going to go out and you're going to do nothing but have some fun with it. You're going to take your spouse out to, to dinner, to a nice lunch, something. It doesn't matter. Here's what will happen. You're going to find yourself being more stingy with the $100 because you realize you've just lowered this little war chest that you've built. It's in cash. And every study that has looked at this shows that we are going to spend 30% less if we're paying with cash than if we're paying with a debit card. So you're going to just naturally spend less. And it will get to the point where the dopamine hit will come from transferring the money from the regular account into the cooling off account and watching the money grow. Now you've replaced the accumulation of a bunch of junk and a bunch of crap that you don't even need with the small accumulation of wealth. That, my friends, is how you do delayed gratification. Thanks so much for listening to The Jason Wright Show, Money Monday. I hope you continue to improve your financial future always in all ways. I'm out. Hey, thank you so much for listening to the show. It means more to me than you can possibly imagine. And if you enjoyed it, please consider going out to Apple and leaving us a five-star rating. That would mean the world to me. Also, follow me on Insta at Jason right now. And don't forget, download the Vitruvian Lab app. I mean it. I want to be your personal peak performance trainer. I want to help you improve always and always. Lastly, check out my newsletter, The Vitruvian Letter. You can subscribe at jasonrightnow.com. And until we meet again, please continue to endeavor to improve always in always. I'm out. <laughs>